Welcome to the Planet Storytime podcast, where we use the power of our imaginations to see the pictures in our minds for some of the best stories ever told. I'm your host, Thomas Mitchell. Today is our special Thanksgiving edition podcast, where we receive a visit from a couple of old friends from one of our previous podcast episodes in a story by T.M. Gannam called A Crow and Beetle Thanksgiving. And it shows us how, when we work together to solve a problem, we might just realize there are a lot of reasons to be thankful. Now, if you can, take a deep breath in and hold it. And let it out. Now, we're ready for today's story. Remember to see the pictures in your head as you listen to the story. I hope you enjoy it. A Crow and Beetle Thanksgiving by T.M. Gannam In a thick and thriving wood, abound with creatures of all variety, lived a certain crow and beetle with a rather peculiar relationship. You see, this particular crow had a special taste for beetle creatures, and while it wasn't difficult for the crow to procure a beetle within the same day of its craving, it did so have a time capturing this particular beetle. Indeed, this beetle was of a certain splendid cleverness that made it quite difficult for it to be taken for food. No, it was not just another beetle. This beetle was an ever-evolving riddle. Mm. And one the crow was determined to solve. Truly, the crow's desire to eat the beetle presented to their relationship, shall we say, some tension. When asked, the beetle would confess that being the food for which the crow has the most hunger was a bit stressful. It would seem I can scarcely go out without knowing that crow is intent on eating me. It does put a damper on things. The crow, on the other hand, was only following instinct after all, and so enjoyed the thrill of the chase and the principles of competition, and all the sumptuous flavor of beetle juices. So fabulous the flavor. Mm, How might I get this beetle? The crow would ponder his strategy for days on end sometimes. Each and every time he would fail, for there seemed always some kind of distraction or concern that took away from the task of consuming the beetle. Oh, and this beetle had no desire to be eaten. It so enjoyed life in the wood, partaking of the vegetation, flitting from leaves to seeds to fruit, gnawing a menu of tree species. If it were not for the crow, the beetle would not need to be half so clever. But survival requires ingenuity, of which the beetle quite gratefully suffered no shortage. Now as the days go, we do so find our challenges quite surely enough. This day being the day the humans call Thanksgiving, displayed its own brand of holiday hardship. While these two creatures started this day in completely different places, the crow and the beetle found themselves in precisely the same spot at just a splash after high noon. The sun in static shine, the crow looked to the shadows on the ground to keep the sun from its eyes and couldn't believe its good fortune when it saw the beetle walking casually, but with purpose, directly between the long thin legs of the crow. 
The beetle, too, was keeping its head to the ground to block out the sun and didn't see the crow. The crow turned round and cawed to the beetle, to which the beetle issued a peep and a click, like an oh hi, but continued to stride ahead with no intention of stopping. The crow pursued the beetle, catching up in three strides. Well, hello there. Yes, yes, and hello. The beetle honored and conceded to just go ahead and stop and looked up to the crow and saw only its black silhouette with the sun rays streaming along its birdie form and the occasional gleam of the crow's eyes as it moved its head demonstratively while speaking. I have a feeling that today is the day you are my most satisfying meal. And today is a holiday for the humans which I have gleaned over my years. And what a holiday meal you shall make for me. Thinking quickly to get out of this instant jam, the beetle improvised. You want me to make you a holiday meal? No, no. You will make a fine meal for my tongue. Uh, Just go ahead and make you a meal uh, for your tum. Uh, No, no, no. Uh, please, Uh, you would make me a meal. Uh, Make you... Clarifying with conviction, the crow righted. By being my meal, you would make for me a meal. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, No, thank you, and happy human holiday. The beetle painted masterfully as it shuffled away, throwing the crow into a maddening stymie. Coming to, the crow managed. Wait, now wait. Uh, wait wait on you like waiting tables. Uh, You may be confusing me with a restaurateur. I'm not so fabulous a cook, and I simply don't have the long arms best for serving. Uh, No, not waiting tables. Uh, No. Uh, Growing more frustrated, the crow passed. Simply prepare to be eaten. The beetle had just about run out of ideas to continue the stall when its brilliant mind leaned into the source of the conflict. Oh, yes, yes, of course, I will prepare to be eaten at once, you incredibly beautiful and tremendously wonderful bird. Yes, why? The crow, needing to catch its breath, managed. Thank you, thank you for that. The crow would have blushed if it could. Oh, it's my pleasure, of course. I mean to stand in your noble presence. It's such an honor, such an honor. But I'm sure you hear that all the time. So when you've eaten me and I'm long gone, you'll still have plenty of creatures telling you just how wildly fantastic an avian specimen you are. Well, yes, uh, yes, of course. Uh, uh, All the creatures... The crow's voice trailed off as it looked away distantly into a patch of trees. Then remembering it was in the mode of pursuit, the crow looked quickly back at the beetle, who still offered a look of pleasant approval quite unfamiliar to the crow. The crow was still warm in the blanket of compliments the beetle had unexpectedly wrapped round. The crow found itself stymied again. Just then something whizzed by dangerously close to the crow's head. Why, what in the world? And then they could hear the sound of human voices. Careful now, boys, you're in the creature's natural habitat. 
Yeah, I almost got a bird, exclaimed a young boy standing next to his brother, excitedly holding a well-stretched slingshot, which still carried plenty of zing. He bent down to pick up another rock with which to load his favorite toy. Boys, the parents scolded sluggishly. The crow, being far more visible to the humans and seeming to be a target of the young boy, gave the beetle a quick look, which meant to say, I should be going, and took to the air. The boy, ignoring his parents, slipped the rock into the slingshot's pouch and pulled back the sling in one motion and released his grasp, sending the rock soaring through the November air, nipping the tip of the crow's flapping left wing. Almost got it! exclaimed the boy, who began to load another rock. Again, the parents offered their uninspired supervision. Oh, now leave the animals alone. It's Thanksgiving. But the boy paid no never mind and continued to reload, sending a flurry of rocky ramparts in the flight line of the frantic crow. The crow began to fly side to side in a zigzag pattern in an attempt to evade the flying rocks. The beetle stepped up to the tip of a long blade of grass to catch a better view of the terrible drama unfolding before it. Hearing the panic in the crow's cause, the beetle felt as though something must be done. Compelled, the beetle took action. It released its pocket wings and began to fly in a slow but direct line toward the humans. The boy was standing just off the family's picnic blanket and was so intent on the crow in his sights that he didn't detect the beetle flying straight at him. The beetle's eyes enlarged as it approached the boy's forehead and zooming in closer and closer to touchdown and then the beetle landed with a scratchy tickled smack dab on the boy's broad forehead which prompted the boy to drop his slingshot and slap his head with an open palm hoping to squish the buggy. But before the boy's hand made contact, the beetle launched off the boy's head and escaped the squish by a split second, leaving the boy to simply hit himself in the head. What in the... The boy asked puzzledly. The crow had a chance to fly away clean. Come and have a seat now, son, said the parents, still making no eye contact with the boy. The boy picked up his slingshot to fire again when the beetle, after doing a loop-de-loop several feet above the boy's head, zeroed in again, this time right between his eyes that were still locked in on the crow, who was now gaining longer separation. And again with a scratchy tickle, the beetle landed on his forehead and the boy dropped the slingshot once more only to smack himself between the eyes, catching the bridge of his nose. And again, no squish, as the beetle bounced off his face quickly with a leap and a pirouette, twisting airborne to safety. It was a long fly before the beetle felt it safe to land. The crow had finally reached a point at which the sense of safety prevails and allows a release into our most comfortable selves. At that point, the crow began to consider, Oh, whatever happened to the beetle? The crow wasn't sure what it was feeling, but it felt quite familiar. It was when there was a worry, or was it just for the hunger? Uncertain, the crow determined, 
Regardless of what it is that I feel, I will check on the wee beetle creature at once. And the crow featured a gorgeous U-turn in the bright blue sky, just atop the autumn forest canopy that was just starting to reveal bare branches as fall looks to winter. And as the crow flew south and the beetle flew north, they collided in the center in an unexpected bump. The crow barely noticed, but the beetle caromed off, spiraling a bit before finding its balance in a steady hover. The crow, thinking it had run into something, looked back and saw the beetle finding its hover. The crow circled back a few flaps, and upon closer perspective, realized the beetle was on its last wing for tiring and wanted done with any more flying. The crow made a hover of its own. You know, I saw what you did back there. I enjoy extraordinary vision. Uh, 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 yes, Uh, uh, quite. The beetle panted. Well, I, I, I felt, I felt it's the, the right thing to do, even, even though I, I... The beetle could speak no more, as it was running out of steam so fast that there would soon be no strength for just one more flap. Seeing this, the crow swooped under the beetle as it flapped its last flap and fell just inches softly to the crow's back just between its wings. The beetle was so tired there was nothing it could do about the rather strange reality that it was riding the crow's back, though it was indeed quite comfortable. The crow flew them to the very center of the forest where there was the greatest concentration of nuts, roots, bark, seeds, and fruits in the entire wood. They feasted for hours together, navigating mutual territory on their own hunts for food. Once they were so stuffed, There could be no more stuffing. They sat together and talked for the first time since they had hovered in midair earlier in the midst of their harrowing day. A pretty handy trick with that human boy today, and I thank you. But truly, I did not realize it was you at first. I looked to see the boy striking his own face, and I thought, oh goodness, he's being hard on himself because he keeps missing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should allow myself to be struck. (laughs) The crow belly laughed, as did the beetle, whose laughter was odd but charming. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you returned to catch me, and I thank you for that. That would have been a very high drop that would have given my bell quite a ringing, the beetle volunteered gratefully, as they chuckled some more in kindred sharing of time, space, and awareness. You know, I have a question to ask of you, beetle, if you don't mind so terribly much. Uh, You know, it's so hard to understand these humans sometimes. It seems to me that today I heard the humans refer to this day as Thanksgiving. Is, Is that what you heard? Uh, why, why, yes, I, I heard it too, uh, quite clearly. Uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, I must confess, I always thought it was Danksgiving. Oh, oh my, I always thought it was called a, a happy hands cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> All those years. <laughs> All those years. And the crow affirmed, 
A happy Thanksgiving. Oh, that makes more sense. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, that is what we are having, isn't it, Beetle? And the Beetle confirmed, Yes, Crow, that is what we are having. The End. I hope you enjoyed A Crow and Beetle Thanksgiving as much as I enjoyed reading it to you. And now that was some kind of Thanksgiving. It just goes to show that after making it through a hard time, it sure feels good to give thanks. And we are thankful for you. And by we, I mean myself and my dear friend Paxton Stanley. We can thank him for the music. And we thank you again for joining us today. Remember to keep using your imagination and see just how powerful your mind truly is. Happy Thanksgiving and goodbye for now. If you enjoy the Planet Storytime podcast and would like to support the show, please click the subscribe button on your podcast player and tell your friends about us. You can also support us with contributions on our Patreon page. Simply go to patreon.com and search for the Planet Storytime podcast. You can also reach out to us with suggestions, requests, and questions by email at planet.storytime at gmail.com. Goodbye for now.